Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 74, Let Go My Ego. I mean, Let Go My Lego. Ooh, see, I messed up. But anyways, yes, I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Clayburn as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good. Sorry I messed up the title. I was reading it, and I'm like, don't say, don't say ego, don't say ego, and of course... I say ego. <laughs> yeah, no no problem. It's probably a common mistake. <laughs> yeah, you definitely want to eat egos and not Legos. Anyways, today we're going to be talking about Claiborne's hobby. But before we do that, who is Claiborne? Well, I do a lot of things. But the reason that I'm on this particular podcast is my hobby of collecting Legos. Uh, and not only collecting them, but I also have a YouTube channel with a friend of mine called Blocky Talkie, where we talk about Legos. That's awesome. Well, you just jumped into the right topic. So, Blocky Talkie, do you have any social media links where people can find you? Let's say Twitter, Instagram, and of course, YouTube. Yeah, we're, we're pretty much on everything. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, I think even Tumblr, uh, Blocky Talkie uh, is the username across those. And then, of course, YouTube is our channel, youtube.com slash Blocky Talkie. Perfect. I'll put that in the description so people can go find it and go check it out. I, I, I looked at a few videos and... It just brought back nostalgia, but I feel like I will talk about that later on. But yes, yeah. today it's all about you, about your hobby, collecting Legos. How did you get introduced to collecting Legos? Well, I, I think probably like most people, everyone just sort of has them. You know, they're, they're, just, they're just around. So probably as a kid, you've come across Legos before. And so I know from an early age, uh, I had some Legos, but nothing, you know, nothing crazy. Just like a few random pieces that you know, we're probably from like the 70s or 80s and just kind of got left around and passed down. And I ended up with these few little pieces, couldn't really do much with them. But um, I'd say when I was about 10 or 11 uh, is probably when I really got interested in uh, in Legos. And that was um, particularly because I was did a space camp for a summer with my aunt. Uh, and at the end of the space camp, uh, where it was taking place was at this uh, space museum. And so they had a little gift shop. And in that gift shop, there was a little Lego set, space-oriented Lego set. And uh, she got me that Lego set. It was probably like 5 or $8 set. And so that was, I think, my first um, actual completed Lego set that I, you know, I built the Legos myself instead of just, you know, playing around with some random pieces. And from that moment on, I just, I really liked uh, like Legos. Uh, so that's, that's where it sort of all began, I guess. But, um, more recently in my adult, in my adult life, I've been more of a, an actual collector because I can, you know, afford to buy Legos uh, on my own rather than just asking Santa Claus for sets every year as I did when I was a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely did not do that. No, of course I did that too as a kid, like <laughs> just a bunch of random, but actually, do you still own your first, uh, Lego, like that spaceship or that? I don't know if it was a spaceship. Maybe it was a Lego of yeah, Saturn. It's, it's, it's an odd one. It's called the Lego Hovertron. And so it's, it's sort of space themed, but it's not classic space, like, um, like a, a realistic space shuttle. It's sort of like a, a little flying disc that somebody would maybe hover around on the moon in some kind of futuristic uh, vision of the world. Uh, so that it wasn't, you know, too realistic. Uh, I don't actually, I, I probably do have the set somewhere because a lot of my childhood Legos are somewhere in my parents' house, uh, who knows where really. Uh, but I did actually go online and, and buy just a, another version of it uh, maybe a year or two ago just because I wanted to make sure that I had it here with me. Now, I, I'm not going to assume your age, but growing up, uh, I grew up with Legos as well. And I grew up, I guess, with in between two generations of Legos where it was just Legos about like space and nature and houses. And then they went into like Legos about like movies like Harry Potter and stuff like that. Did you is there one you prefer more than others? Yeah. Uh, well, in terms of my age, I, I think I'm 32. I have to do the math <laughs> there because you know, once once you hit 30, I think I think you just sort of stop remembering or stop paying attention. Yep. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I think when my when. In my childhood, certainly there was a lot more um, Lego sets from Lego that weren't licensed properties. Uh, my favorites being like the Pirates. Uh, I like the Castle ones a lot. I didn't actually have very many of those. I had a lot of Pirate sets though. Um, so still as an adult, uh, I, I like those better. I prefer those. Um, but I do have a lot of Star Wars sets um, because I'm a huge Star Wars fan too. But yeah, there's Harry Potter, there's Marvel and DC uh, ones as well. And I might have a, you know, one or two 
from various themes like that if I uh, uh, if I happen to like the actual property. But um, I really wish Lego would focus more on the on the on the regular like kind of classic or you know the non-branded uh, sets because it just seems a lot more creative and a lot more interesting uh, than to like piggyback off of an existing uh, intellectual property. Yeah, uh, and in particularly the pirates one, like I was saying, it's it's my favorite, and so. One big disappointment, of course, is Pirates of the Caribbean. It came out, uh, you know, whenever ago, and Lego makes Pirates of the Caribbean Lego sets. But I think as part of that deal with um, Disney, they had to stop making their regular pirate theme because, you know, Disney would think, well, you're probably competing with us or, you know, you're, we're not getting a cut out of that set. And you're, you're you know, you'd be gaining uh, from our Pirates of the Caribbean brand if we were doing them alongside each other. And so for a long time, there was no pirate sets. And then uh, I think a few years ago, there was like one, one or two years of finally new pirate sets. Hmm. That's interesting. So actually, speaking of which, does Lego have any original creations today or is it mostly all licensed from movies and TV shows? Yeah, they do. They actually have some interesting uh, kind of their own creations that are outside of the realm of just, you know, typical pirates or knights or um, you know, city construction workers or police, that kind of thing, where they've actually created uh, their own fictional world. Uh, and I, I don't really, I'm not too familiar with those. Ninjago, of course, is a big one. And there was a movie based on that. And I think there's a TV show. Uh, there's another one that's like Nexo Nights, I think is what it's called. And I'm not very familiar with that. But I think the premise is some kind of like sci-fi take on um, classic castle and knights. Um, but it's very like, it seems like it's futuristic. Like they have like these energy swords and things like that. And I think there's a couple other things like that. So it's certainly an evolution, I think of what had been going on before, but, uh, you know, with the pirates and like even the wild west sets, they were fairly grounded in reality, but they still had this kind of like fictional world, you know, the, the individual minifigures would have names. And there was a little bit of a backstory to them, although it wasn't that important. But certainly now it seems like Lego, in terms of its own properties, are focusing on these kind of themes that are itself some kind of um, fictional world that they're building, which is interesting. But it's not really my cup of tea. I would prefer just, you know, just kind of more plain, realistic, you know, give me cops and robbers, give me the Wild West, give me pirates. Give you everything. And actually, speaking about everything, did you ever own or still own a box just filled with Legos, like random pieces. Yeah, that's in my childhood <laughs> certainly was just basically that. Like the Legos just ended up in one big box. Now in my, in my adulthood, I try to be a little more organized, but that's still pretty difficult. And so I still do have a big bin, uh, a larger bin this time, but uh, it's just kind of full of full of random pieces, sometimes half put together sets and things like that just from falling apart as I throw them in the bin. And so I've trying, I've been trying to be a little more organized lately in terms of uh, storage. So instead of just throwing everything into a bin, I might, if I decide to take to take apart a set, I might put it in a Ziploc bag to keep, to keep all of those pieces together in one, one area. Or I have like uh, for loose bricks, I try to have like a sorting system. Uh, but, you know, you still end up with some that you don't either don't have a place for or just don't have time to go through and sort them. And they're just kind of hanging out in the bin. I grew up with Lego as well, and it seems like every year they always come up with these new designs for new pieces of Lego. And I had a collection, I had a, I can't remember what it was exactly. It was like an alien and had tubes and they didn't necessarily look like Lego pieces. They clicked in like, a, I can't remember what other type of uh, building block, but it seems like they're sometimes like they focus on just blocks and then they go out and make extravagant shapes that get further and further away from lego i i'm not exactly sure how to explain it this is a question that just popped up in my head are you a fan of that like the pieces that kind of like step away you said you had you had these as a kid yeah yeah it was like a tube and then you there's a pump action and then it's an alien i mean it sounds like it could be bionicle i know that that's pretty popular and it's technically lego but it's kind of its own different thing or maybe like lego technic i think is also something a little like that um, I never really got into that, so I'm not really sure precisely what it is, but I know the Bionicle ones certainly have some kind of odd looking creature alien type thing that's like, you know, not a minifigure. It's more like built to scale as a, a humanoid, uh, but like a, I don't know, six inch to 12 inch figurine of some sort uh, made of pieces. 
So it, it feels like Lego, but then it also feels like something different because of that. Uh, I, I don't know if maybe that was it. Uh, I did have Bionicles, of course, but no, it was <laughs> <Okay>. more. <laughs> also, you might you might know more about Bionicles than 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 I do because I, I never got into those. Only the first generation, but no, this one was like an alien spaceship you build, and the aliens were green, little the same size as Lego men. And you would put them in these pods and then there's like this pump that you just pump them through the pod. Anyways, so yeah, to, to that question, are you a fan of the Lego pieces that like derail a little bit from the original blocks and just... Yeah, I don't mind them. Uh, I think I think it sort of just depends on the piece. Um, you know, like uh, these things that you're talking about, they might have been the UFO theme or something yes. like that, which I don't... Well, there was, there was regular UFO theme, which I did have some of, but they were basically minifigures with like a, a normal head shape and then they had a helmet that would go on them. And then they had later on, this was like beyond my childhood of maybe a few years uh, after I kind of stopped actually playing with Legos as a kid, they came out with, um, I don't know if it was called aliens or some kind of extraterrestrial type thing. And I do know that they look like they had some kind of green molded head that you would put on. Um, so their head was actually a different kind of uh, funky shape. Yeah, um, that was it. <laughs> and I and I, I don't know. I, I, those minifigures generally aren't my favorite. Um, I see, you see it a lot with the Simpsons, for instance. The Simpsons minifigures that uh, came out. Obviously, the Simpsons all have um, you know unique head shapes as part of their their look. So it's kind of a requirement. You can't really make um, regular minifigure Simpsons characters. Uh, but they also did it with some Disney ones like uh, Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck uh, and Minnie and Daisy Duck. And so they have these big head molds, which they, they look weird to me. Uh, and then they <laughs> kind of don't feel so much like Lego. So I, I try to avoid them. Uh, but there have been some in the, in the past that I've, that I've seen. And, I, and, I, and I've liked like um, the Ariel and the Ursula one. They have normal heads, but their hair is a, a little different than minifigure hair. It's a little um, larger and uh, you know, more Disney-fied, I guess. And so it's nice, but I like the fact that they also fit on normal minifigures and you can, you know, swap these hair pieces around. Whereas a Homer Simpson head is always just going to look like Homer Simpson and you can't really do much with it other than create a Homer Simpson. <laughs> That's it. Homer's body belongs to Homer's head. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Or it would look, it would look pretty freakish on, on anything else pretty much. Uh, on Ariel? <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> Uh, but yes, uh, so for you, what is the connection between you collecting Legos and making YouTube videos? So my friend, uh, his name is Randy. We grew up in this small town together and we uh, were both Lego fans. I, I think at the time, though, we didn't really know that about each other because um, we, we got to know each other in high school. He was a couple years ahead of me and we became close in high school doing um, different extracurricular activities there. And uh we just kind of, you know, similar uh, in a lot of regards, like, well, you know, just being nerds and liking a lot of the same things. Uh, but our, con our our love of Lego never really came up um, back then. And it was since it was high school, it was kind of, you know, we, we neither of us probably played with Legos or really collected Legos at that time. You know, we had grown out of that phase. Um, so then, you know, we, we moved on. I moved to New York City. He moved to San Antonio and we would still keep in touch online, but we never uh, would see each other because, you know, we're in two different cities now all, all, all the way across the country. And so we keep up online and I noticed his um, avatar that he would use on a lot of things like, um, you know, Gmail and his even his Facebook profile picture would be like a little Lego minifigure. And occasionally he'd see that I would talk about Legos online and share Lego sets or something on Facebook. And so then we realized, hey, we both we both like Legos and we actually have quite a bit of Legos. And then separately from that, sort of, we found out that we are also both big fans of um, John and Hank Green. Uh they do a YouTube channel called Vlog Brothers, and the premises of that is that there's these two brothers that do a video each week, and it's just a vlog, basically. And so we thought, let's do something kind of like that, but with, with Legos, just so that we can kind of keep in touch um, since, you know, we don't get to see each other. And then also, since we both are big fans of Lego, uh, it would be a good focus for for the vlog. So that's essentially where it began and, and why we do it, and just kind of thinking about, you know, how we can relate lego to kind of just things that are going on in the world or that are interesting to us or interesting to other lego fans different aspects about collecting legos like we've talked about storage we've probably talked about the weird um disney shaped heads and things like that before uh, on the channel so any kind of like little weird thing about collecting legos that comes up 
we usually have a video about it, or if not, we'll probably make one at some point. I love how Lego brought you together, even though you're living in different cities and you're making videos. And it's like, an, I wouldn't say an excuse, but it's a reason to stay in touch. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, we're so certainly a lot closer now, um, particularly because, uh, you know, we stay in touch about creating the videos as well. So sometimes, you know, we have to coordinate on, uh, you know, doing some kind of, uh, we had a, this Bricklink Studio a collaboration project on the channel once, which Bricklink Studio is a um, digital Lego designer program. And we did a collaborative build within it where we were each uh, basically in the in the program together online, being able to build something together digitally. And so that was a fun one. So there's like little things like that too, where, uh, you know, it's it's a little more live than just the, the blogging back and forth. That's awesome. And just for you, not both of you together, how big is your collection? I know if you guys combined it together, it'd be massive. But for you, uh, I would say as units, not individual pieces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I would say that I, I'm not, I'm definitely not like the biggest Lego collector in the world. I've just from being part of the Lego community, you know, I see there's, there's some people out there that are spend a lot of money on Lego and are really serious about it and have pretty impressive collections and setups. So I, I think compared to most, I'd say, uh, you know, hardcore Lego collectors, probably both of our set, our collections are pretty modest. For me, I'd say I probably have like 15 to 20 sets that I have like built and on display somewhere in the apartment. And then probably about like maybe 20 to 30 sets that are just in pieces or, or, or um, maybe 20, 30 sets worth of pieces, because some of those are just you know, loose sets that are loose pieces that I bought over the years. The, the the real thing that I have here that's kind of kind of nice, but also kind of annoying is that I, I probably have like 30 to 50 just uh, unopened boxes of Lego sets just because I haven't had time to get around to building them or, you know, I don't have space for them or it's just something that, you know, was on sale and I wanted it and I didn't want to miss out on it. Speaking of which, do you buy your Lego sets online or in person? Mostly online. So I know I, I, I had a video where I, talked about this before that I, since I'm in New York city, we actually have like a surcharge on our Lego stores here, which I, I, I didn't really notice, but I, I kept, I kept seeing that it was a lot cheaper to order things off of Lego.com than if I were to just buy it in the store locally. And I got to wondering like, what, what's going on here? And I, I was researching it and I was talking to Randy about it and his store in San Antonio is, is the same price as the Lego.com uh, prices. And so I thought, this is weird. Why is New York City marked up? And essentially, it just comes down to being the fact that it's New York City. It's marked <laughs> up because it's New York City, but also because the Lego stores here themselves are kind of a um, tourist destination. So aside from the fact that, yes, they can charge that, it is to support the kind of extra stuff that they do. We have a lot more events here than most Lego stores probably. And then we have a lot more uh, models on display. Uh, every Lego store will have some kind of nice, cool displays, but ours are probably a bit more expensive and harder to maintain uh, because we have like a Statue of Liberty one and we have these like nice murals and things. So it's it's kind of a, a fair trade-off maybe in that regard because there's a lot more going on at the Lego stores. But certainly if I only bought from the Lego store uh, in person, uh, it would cost me quite a bit more. And I would imagine since you're in New York, yeah, you must get like some of the coolest things you get out of Lego. And speaking of which, what is the coolest or was the coolest thing you've ever seen made out of Lego? Well, I'm, I'm, it's probably just cool to me, but I would say that it's myself in Lego. What? <laughs> um, oh, that's awesome. So being, I don't know if this is specifically a New York thing or, or what, but one year we did have a, they had this like, uh, they call it an apple hunt thing. And it was just basically like a, a, you show up and I think, I don't even remember what the event was, but they, uh, you maybe answered some questions or you, they call it a scavenger hunt, but there was really no competition to it. It was ultimately just random. Everyone got like a raffle ticket and then they would select uh, a winner. And so they did this, I think for like four weeks and we went to one of the weeks and I, and I was a winner one of the weeks. And then the winners of all four weeks, one of them becomes like a grand prize winner or something. Uh, or there's like five winners of every week and each one of those, there's a grand prize winner. So then there's like four grand prize winners and the four grand prize winners they get a minifigure that Lego makes of them. Not like, I don't think it's super custom or anything, but they they uh, select from pieces that they have available that, that look like you. And they do a mosaic uh, portrait out of Lego. 
of, of you. So I have this huge portrait of myself in Lego and a little minifigure uh, that, that they that they gave me. And so I, I think that's probably my most special pieces, not just because, you know, it's it's me and Lego, but also just because the, the experience behind it was a lot of fun. Uh, and we got to go to the Lego store and they had a master builder there that came and helped us or, or walked us through how they go about building models for the store to decorate. And uh, we got a bunch of Lego sets as a prize too and uh, other things. So it was, it was a lot of fun. That's, that's so awesome. Uh, please tell me that's on Instagram or Tumblr. Yeah, I, I have I have that probably everywhere. I've, I've shared it on my own personal Facebook when I have it. I think it every now every now and then it makes an appearance in a video because it's you know it's there it's it's there in my in my Lego room uh, in the background somewhere. So every now and then it, it shows up in one of our videos. I am so tempted right now to just like take a pause out of this interview. I know I can't to just take a look at it because my mind's running wild. But anyways, yes, yeah, I, I think I think actually in the in the latest video I did, I did talk about. Um, large sets like I was just going through that I have a lot of large sets and I was thinking I should retire some of them to make room for some newer ones to put out on display and in that I think I did have a clip of the the pile of unopened Lego sets that I have and that's where my uh, mosaic portrait is setting so usually anytime I show my pile of unopened Lego sets uh, you can see my my Lego face there in the corner that's so cool I'm gonna have to take a look at it after this interview but <laughs> yes uh... If you had the opportunity to create a Lego set, what would it be? Um, I think, you know, that's that's a tough one. I I am not like creating my own Lego sets generally. I know there's a there's a huge community uh, of doing that. They call them mocks, uh, my own creations, MOCs. Uh, I haven't done a lot of that. And I think just in general, I don't know, like I, I feel like the part of the fun of Lego is you can just kind of build whatever. So like you don't really need, I, I think I even had a video, they have this um, uh, Lego ideas you might've heard of it is a, is a project that Lego does where fans can submit an idea for a Lego set to it. And then if you get a certain amount of support from the community, they'll actually make the Lego set and then sell it. So like the Beatles, um, Yellow Submarine, things like that. Um, I think the Wally set, they had like a, a set of uh, women of NASA, these kind of sets that you might see from time to time, those came about from from that program. And so I had a video once where I was talking about that and I thought it's neat and it's a nice fun way to get the community involved, but it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of almost against the idea of Lego because if you wanna make you know, a Wally, you don't have to buy it from Lego to do it. You can just get the pieces and, and make a Wally. So it it's kind of interesting. Like you don't, you don't need Lego to make a set for you in order to, to, to build a set. You can just go ahead and make whatever whatever you feel like. So, that, so that's what's, I think, interesting about it and why I would say I probably don't have anything particular in mind just because there's nothing that I couldn't not make necessarily already. That's cool. If that makes any sense. No, no, it does. It does. It absolutely does. Uh, back when I was young, my friends and I would uh, make two Lego cars. Like we try to beef them up, make them really strong. And we would try to like link in a rubber, a long rubber band in between both of them. So we would hook it in and then we would pull it back and whichever car would survive would win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's a good challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I like I like those kind of things. Uh, I've been trying to do some more of those on the channel too with Randy where we um, have some kind of like build challenge. Uh, I think one thing that we've been doing, we, we got this um, uh, Lego mug. It's not a, technically a Lego brand, but it's Lego compatible mug. So because, um, you know, some people who know you're a Lego fan, they buy you these things. And so I got that for one year for Christmas or birthday or something. And he happened to get the same thing at uh, at some point. So we noticed we both had this. We thought, let's let's decorate it. Let's for the chat for like a building challenge between the two of us. Let's decorate it for the season. And so the first one we did was in summer and we need to do one now for fall. But um, basically, we just kind of decorated the mug to reflect how we feel about summer. And we each did one. And I'd like to do a little more like that. So like something like an indestructible cars <laughs> um, test like you and your friends did uh, could be an interesting build challenge as well. Yeah, the only challenge after that was actually picking up the pieces and not stepping on it. Of course, that's the cliche <laughs> yeah. with Legos. Uh, and it's probably good training. It's probably good training for like um, if you wanted to be a Lego engineer because one thing as a fan of Lego I've noticed is that they do a good job generally of making their sets uh, sturdy. And when you, when you go, if you were to just grab some random Lego pieces and build like say a house, you're generally going to just like stack Legos on top of each other, right? And make walls. And then basically if you just, if you push on it, it's just going to fall over. So 
when Lego, when you get a Lego instruction booklet, official Lego instructions, they have them kind of layered on top of each other in a way that reinforces all the time. And so like every little step of the process, it seems like they've put a lot of thought into, you know, how do we, how do we really stabilize this structure? And so generally you can knock over a, a set or crash a car if it's an official Lego design and it, it, it doesn't break apart too badly. It doesn't like shatter into a thousand pieces, but it does, you know, major sections might come apart and a few loose pieces here and there. Basically, it's like building a real house. The same, same concept. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess, I guess they want their, um, you know, the little Lego people to be safe inside. Yes. From all the harsh weather. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what would you say is the best part about uh, collecting Legos? Uh, I think, I think kind of the open-endedness of it in terms of just what you can do with it, as well as with, with it as a hobby. Like, you know, I never thought that I'd be making YouTube videos about it, but it was a nice kind of way to get into video creation and video editing. Uh, and, you know, there's certain a lot of people who do photography with Lego. I've seen some really impressive Lego photography out there. Uh, and then, you know, people who do what are called brick films, which is basically claymation, but with um, uh, Legos. Uh, and then also just, of course, building, building things. You can build whatever you, whatever you want. And there's even people who just build uh, in the digital form. So there's people who don't necessarily buy Lego pieces or have a lot of Lego pieces, but they build pretty impressive models within uh, the digital designer program uh, programs that are available. Have you ever used Lego to solve a daily problem? Let's say, oh, you have something that's not standing up straight like a table or like, I don't know, like a tripod for your phone out of Legos or anything like that. Yeah, I've seen I've seen a few cool like life hacks of Legos and I've I've thought about doing it and I've tried a, a few little things, but I, I never really stick to using it. The thing that I use it most often for that's just kind of a non-Lego purpose is actually whenever I am doing some videos, uh, sometimes if I want to get uh, a, a close shot with my camera, uh, you know, I don't I don't have a, a tripod that will just like you basically want the camera setting on the same level as the Lego because it's so small, you know. Um, so but if you lay it down and then it just kind of like leans over the lens leans down and it's not the right angle. And so like, I'll actually just prop up the lens uh, with some Lego pieces so that I get it at the right angle that I want it on. So I'm actually like, you know, using kind of using Legos as a tripod while I'm filming Legos. Legos is the solution for everything. It could do anything and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, yeah, it probably could. So for you, what was your biggest challenge when you first started collecting Legos? Um, I guess, you know, as, as a kid, it was, it was mostly just, you know, waiting for Christmas and birthdays. Um, so the waiting, because you know, rarely did I have money to go off and, you know, buy my own uh, Lego sets. So it usually came down to telling my parents, you know, what I wanted for my birthday, telling Santa Claus what I wanted for Christmas. And then those would be the two big times of the year when I would get a lot of sets. And then between and between those days, I'd just be playing with them. So th just kind of that, that waiting until the time you can finally open a new Lego set, which has certainly changed now because I can pretty much buy a Lego set whenever I feel like it. So, I, yeah, I was going to just ask, is that your current challenge? Of course not. So <laughs> what is your no. current challenge? Yeah, now now the challenge is more um, about space, really. Like, you know, I, I like I said, I have maybe 15 or so uh, Lego sets on display and they range. Some of them are, you know, fairly large and then others are just kind of little things, little, you know, tiny little sets that I just have setting there on a shelf. And so... Over, t over time, though, and especially living here in New York City um, and not having a lot of space in the apartment, uh, it, you kind of just run out of places to put the sets. And then you have to realize, well, now I got to either take apart some of these sets and store them if I want to put up something new or, you know, buy a bigger apartment, which is, you know, too expensive. So and collecting Legos themselves is fairly expensive. So um, I guess that's a, that's a secondary challenge, too. I like to think that it's not such a great challenge simply, be simply because... Legos might be a good investment. People say that uh, prices of Legos are, have gen generally been going up. So I feel like, you know, if, if, if the uh, recession does happen and uh, we're not doing well, I can always uh, sell off my Legos and, and survive, buy some food. Once again, multiple purposes for Legos. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh -huh. And now let's say you had a stressful day and you want to relax. Does collecting Legos and playing with Legos and building with Legos help you out with that? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not a terribly stressed person just in general, so I don't have to worry about that kind of thing too much. But I will say that uh, it is nice to sort of get away more from, I think, the kind of like fast paced, 
internet life. You know, like I'm constantly checking email and checking social media and uh, responding to things and doing things and watching TV at the same time and all this stuff going on. So it's nice to just think that, you know, for the next hour or two, I'm just going to be following these instructions from Lego and putting pieces on top of pieces. And it's, it's just very myth, method, myth. What's the word? I do not Myth. know, but I know where you're going with it. It's very relaxing. <laughs> methodical. Methodical, it's very, yes. Very methodical. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's very methodical. Uh, it, yeah, so it is relaxing. It's, it's, it's nice to just kind of not have to worry about anything else for a while, just kind of a nice timeout. And then at the end of it, you, you hopefully have something um, nice to look at, unless you bought the Star Wars Sandcrawler set, which is just a, which is just a giant brown mess, really. <laughs> Which is a perfect segue to my next question. Has it ever stressed you out whether you the pieces keep falling apart or you just can't unstuck two pieces together? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, fortunately now Lego has those um, separator pieces, which are actually pretty handy. Um, you know, pretty much every Lego set gives you this little special tool that allows you to pick apart uh, stuck Lego bricks. And I've used that quite a bit and that certainly made things a lot easier um, but I will say that the the sand crawler that I mentioned it took probably nine hours to build total over the course of like three days and normally the large sets aren't such a problem like they might take time but you can there's some joy in it but this one it just seemed very tedious because there's a lot of like little pieces that were just basically the same thing over and over and over uh, and so it became very tedious and then at the end like I said it's just You've you've probably seen a sand crawler from Star Wars. It's mm -hmm. just it's just a giant um, garbage truck, basically. <laughs> and so, at the end, you don't really have anything that's that interesting to look at. It's just this brown box on wheels, and um, so that's it's kind of disappointing. Then at the end, when that's that's the end result, as opposed to like a Tie Fighter, which looks pretty cool and interesting, and also is a lot more fun uh, to build. So I think that was probably the most stress, but I, I don't think things like that happen too often because generally it's it's not too tedious putting a set together and once you're done you're, you have a pretty nice uh, object to display or something you got some yeah you, you put in the effort and it came out it took you some time but at least you can complete it and say you know what i'm not touching this again if i touch <laughs> it, it's gonna fall apart i'm just gonna leave it there yeah. it's gonna look nice um no, I've, I've, I used to have the uh, separator as well, but the one piece you could never separate, no matter how hard I tried, was the, I don't know what it was called, but it's like that, two, the two little dots and it's very, it's flat. If you get two of those stuck mm -hmm. together, it was impossible to separate them. Yeah. The ones <laughs> that I don't like are the, um, I guess they're like tech, Lego Technic pieces or something. So they're like those little special connectors. Um, they're usually blue or gray and they just like stick into uh, like little holes for turning. Oh, yes. They're like an axle, sort of. So those things, sometimes if you get them stuck in the wrong um, brick, then they can be tough to get out. The Lego sep uh, separator tool uh, does have a way for you to push those out, but it's it's still kind of difficult. Uh, speaking of which, have you ever actually broken any Lego pieces? Um, I have broke. I, 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 I have as in I own broken Legos. <laughs> I don't know if I was the one that actually broke them or not. Um, because these are probably really old ones that I just have had all my life. And who knows, you know, maybe when I got them, they were already broken or, you know, maybe the dog ate it or my sister broke it or, or who knows, but I had been going through some of my older ones and sorting them out. And I have like a little baggie now of, um, uh, of the broken pieces. I don't think that recently I've broken any pieces cause they are, they are pretty sturdy. I think you would have to really work to break a piece um, I know that recently I, I cut my finger open on a on a piece. So like I, I feel like, you know, humans are a lot more breakable than the Legos. So I don't I don't know if I've ever broken a Lego piece. Well, let's knock on wood or on in this case, knock on Lego. Wow, that was cheesy. But <laughs> that it does not happen. You knock on plastic. Yeah, knock on plastic. Knock on, or don't step on it, just knock on it. How has YouTubing about Legos affected how you go about collecting Legos? Um, probably it probably hasn't been too healthy for the Lego collecting hobby because, um, it certainly made me collect a lot more probably than I normally would, um, which isn't great for the pocketbook. Uh, a lot of times, you know, I want to buy the, the newest, coolest set just because, you know, it's something to show off where I know that my audience will be interested in it. And sometimes I buy things that normally I wouldn't buy, which is, I guess, kind of a double-edged sword because, uh, it is interesting to have a reason to explore something that I normally wouldn't want to explore like Ninjago, for instance. Uh, I've never, I never had really heard about it. I'm not into the TV show. I didn't know anything about Ninjago. 
And uh, because the movie was coming out, I thought, you know, what, what the heck is Ninjago? So I did a I did an episode about what is Ninjago. And so I had to actually learn about it. And I think I have a Ninjago Lego set because of it. Uh, and same thing with like there, there used to be this uh, thing called Mixels, which were basically just weird little monsters, uh, misshapen monster kind of things built out of Legos. So things like that kind of come up where it's not something that if it were just me collecting, I would buy. But since it's something that would be interesting to talk about on the channel, uh, I go ahead and, and get it so I can do that. It's too bad that for people like in your situation who builds Lego stuff, that there's no like rental service where you can rent out something, build <laughs> yeah. it, and then take it apart and yeah. put it back well, and send know, it back. There is the there is the resale value of it. So I, I I don't feel too bad. Like I said, whenever I whenever I buy sets, I always feel well. You know, at, at least I can probably sell it if I needed to. Would you sell it completed or sell it back in pieces so people can build it? Uh, probably <laughs> back in pieces because that's probably what they would want to do. Although maybe a giant set. Maybe there could be like a a job of building Legos for people who are too lazy to build them themselves. They'll have the option. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, what are some misconceptions for people who collect Legos? I don't know that that might be something that you'd be better suited to answer actually, because maybe what do you have any misconceptions about people like me? Uh, well, I, I'm, I love playing with Legos. Uh, and this is not my misconception, but if I'm like just thinking for the general audience, maybe some people uh -huh. think it's, uh, childish because it's a toy i don't know yeah. would that be something that'd be a misconception yeah I, I think that could probably be fair i i would wonder though because I, I i feel like because uh, like i would does that mean people are expecting if you collect legos that you're you know like playing dollhouse with them all the time is that like maybe that's a misconception i don't think that's the case i'm sure there are probably are people adults who do kind of play dollhouse with them. Uh, I don't. I kind of wish I could because I missed that from my childhood. I remember as a child when I had my Wild West town built, they used to have all kinds of adventures. But it's, it is weird how as an adult, I think you lose that kind of aspect of your imagination uh, where I can't, I would not, even if I tried, I probably would not be able to get any joy out of just kind of like, you know, moving my little minifigures around and having them pretend to talk to each other and go on a mission. But maybe there are people, adults, uh, who, who do that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that but I, I think it's pretty rare so i i, I kind of wouldn't think people would have that misconception just because it doesn't seem like something adults generally do but maybe there is that childhood aspect or the childishness aspect of it um i do know you know when i go to lego events there are a lot of children there and you can't go to like legoland without a child uh so there is kind of a weird mix of uh there's adult fans of Lego and there's Lego activities for adults and then there's Lego activities for children. And then there's kind of a, a little overlapping area where, you know, Lego makes a lot of movies and a lot of video games and they certainly have jokes and things in there for adults and adults are a big um, customer base. So, you know, Lego's aware of that adult fan base as well. And they purposely seem to gear a lot of their products to children as well as, uh, as well as adults. I was watching this documentary or this show. Um, you might have heard of it, uh, the toys that made us on Netflix. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, I talk, like that. Yeah, they talk about like toys like that. I think they had a Lego episode, and I was just watching before this a My Little Pony episode where they're talking mm -hmm. about that, and they're talking about how twenty-year-old men were into My Little Pony, and there's nothing wrong with that. So that's the idea that I'm thankful that we live in a day and age where there's so much information out there that. Things that might have been seen weird, let's say, 40 years ago or 30 years ago are like, oh, well, this is the norm mm -hmm. now. The, pe the People do this. It's normal. It's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nobody weird. It's it's a hobby. You're not hurting anybody. Yeah, I think, I think for the most part now, it seems like people are just kind of free to do what they like. And if they don't, if it's not something you like personally, you just kind of ignore it, you know? Uh, I certainly see like from older generations, it seems to be a lot more like, well, why would he do that? Or why would she do that? You know, and I, I don't hear it so much from younger generations. So I think we've been moving away from that kind of idea of people should kind of all behave the same more or less. And now it's just like, you know, hey, do what you want to do. And maybe because of this podcast right now, people will be like, oh, well, I want to do that. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> so they'll be like, oh, you know, <laughs> you listen to you talking like, damn, okay. Claiburn, I want to yeah, I want to do that. They're missing out. Yeah, they're yeah, you guys are missing out. We're having so much fun right now. Oh, you should be jealous. <laughs> uh, but yes, uh. Do you want to present this hobby to the world or use it more as an escape from reality? Because I know you do YouTube videos, but I feel like also there's a side of you where you just like you do it for yourself as well, right? Yeah, I mean, it really started as more for myself. Um, I think I still kind of think it is like that in a way, but um, because the part that I'm showing to the world is more 
I, I'm aware of that relationship with the audience where it's more like, I want to talk about this to other people who are Lego fans, or I want to talk about this, um, this uh, thing that's unique to the Lego community. Uh, and then also we talk, we talk about some maybe general kind of um, yeah, issues in the world and just kind of relate them to Lego. I know Randy did an episode once on economics basically, and was just noting how funny it was that the Lego city has like a, uh, a, a lot of jobs in construction and a lot of jobs in police. And for some reason, a, a problem of burglar with burglars, because there's a lot of burglars. <laughs> and so there seems to be a lot of kind of jobs missing in the Lego economy. You know, there's no, there's no insurance providers, things like that. So, you know, there's not, there's no tax man going around. So it's like, where, where, where are these kind of everyday folks at? You just get a lot of um, doctors, police officers and construction workers. And of course, a lot of space people. <laughs> that is that is a pretty interesting town to live in. God, the the standards are really high there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, like I was saying, like it sort of changes how I go about talking about Legos, and but I'm aware of that relationship, and so I, I have them kind of separate. I I would say where I want to more entertain with the YouTube channel and kind of maybe inform or um, you know kind of collaborate with other Lego fans or you know connect with them in some way. But then my own kind of Lego set, my my own Lego pieces that I have, my Lego sets that I build, that's a lot more kind of a personal experience. I you know sit alone and I put a Lego set together, and then maybe after that I I talk about it, or maybe I go into it knowing that I'm going to film it and talk about it. But there's a lot that I, that I put together that doesn't actually uh, go on the YouTube channel. I like that. I like how you have a I would say a perfect balance between both of them, and you're enjoying it and. While you're enjoying it, you let other people enjoy it as well watching you and hopefully they get inspired to do it as well. Yeah. Do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in picking up this hobby? You know, just just go out and buy a, buy a little set. Like if you, if you think this might be of interest to you, they have basically what are called starter sets. You don't have to literally buy one that's called starter set. Uh, but those are good, good places to start. Like I said, the one that I got started with was just a small like five or eight dollar set, something like that. So, um, you know, go and find a little set from a theme that looks interesting to you. If you like pirates, then, you know, buy a little pirate set. If, um, you know, these aliens look cool to you, you can buy an alien set, whatever it might be. And then just just try it out, basically. Just, you know, get the instruction booklet and and see how that, see how that goes. I will say, though, it, I remember once um, there was this board game called Creationary, which is from Lego. And it's basically like Pictionary, but you build with Legos instead of draw. And I played that one year with my grandma and my mom and my sister and uh, I think maybe a couple other people. And what I had noticed was that my mom and my grandma could not put Legos together. And that was the most bizarre thing to me because like, they knew that I liked Legos. They bought me Legos all my life. And then to think that like they've lived, you know, 50 and 70 years of their lives never once putting a Lego together seemed strange to me. But then more strange was just the fact that they couldn't actually do it. Like they couldn't succeed at putting the Lego pieces together because it seems so intuitive to me. And I would think that it would be intuitive to others. And I, I think it's generally a pretty good design that probably is intuitive. But yeah, there are people out there who who, who really don't know what you're supposed to do with these pieces. If you were to hand them to them, they, they don't know what they're supposed to do. And like my mom was putting them on backwards trying to get them to stick and connect. And my grandma was thought they were like magnets, basically. She was just like touching them and wondering why they weren't sticking together. And so I, I thought that was that was pretty interesting and, and a bit funny. You know exactly what I'm going to do now. Well, not now, but uh, later. I'm just going to go get that Lego box and just put it in front of my parents and <laughs> just open the lid and just see what they do. <laughs> yeah, I think that would, that would be a, a good YouTube video. If you, could, if you could somehow find people who, for whatever reason, don't wouldn't know how to put it together. Like I'm sure if you just got a pool of random 100 people but some 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 of those people wouldn't be able to do it and it would be pretty interesting and then i would like to like ask them afterwards like uh, what was going through your mind and you know how to how how did you think it was going to go together what what were you thinking of this uh it's, it's certainly interesting huh but lego's been around for a long time but i guess yeah if you've never been introduced it's, to it so it's impossible to not have heard of lego i would say and like i said they they in particular i know that they've purchased legos uh, for me. So they were aware of what these are. They just, you know, obviously as a kid, they, they never played with me with the Legos. They didn't really know what the Legos were perhaps beyond just some kind of toy. And so they, they knew I liked them. They were buying me these things. And then whenever we played that, that fiction, like my sister, you know, she had no problem with it, but she probably 
had experience with Legos when she was little. And I'm pretty sure the other people playing, like, even though they weren't Lego fans, they, they got the premise pretty quickly. But yeah, my mom and my grandma in particular, they, they, they struggled with just putting them together, even after kind of showing them how to do it. They still weren't quite, quite understanding. And then, you know, a different size piece would come in and throw them off entirely. I don't know why, but in my mind, I felt like the only experience your mom had with Legos was stepping on them when you left them on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, yes, uh, I mentioned this at the beginning, but do you have any social media links or websites that you would like to share again so people can learn more about you and follow you? Yeah. Uh, so I'm on Twitter myself, just at twitter.com slash Claiborne. And my YouTube channel uh, that I do with my friend Randy is Blocky Talkie. You can find us on youtube.com slash Blocky Talkie, as well as Blocky Talkie on pretty much uh, any other social network. And that's blocky talkie, i.e. like um, walkie talkie, but Legos. Perfect. I'll put that in the description below so people can find it and uh, learn more about you. Go watch your YouTube videos and Instagram, Twitter, everything related to social media. Now for the last question. It's a question, you know what? I feel pretty confident about this one. Um, do you have any questions for me about Legos or collecting Legos? Well, I'm kind of curious about your collection or if you have one you you mentioned you played with legos do you still have some of those i still have the box at my parents basement and every now and then i take it out uh, when we have younger kids come over and yeah they do we just bring it out and i'm like oh cool did i actually have this piece i had, like the crocodile the the palm tree i remember that uh oh yeah the grape yeah I, I, <laughs> since i since i like pirates a lot I, I had a lot of the palm tree ones and the monkey Yes. The monkey piece was like the, the gold mine for me. If I ever had a monkey, it was just like the most special piece having that monkey. I never. I don't think I've ever had the monkey. I saw it. I had the gray parrot. I remember that. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I must at one point must have had the pirate set. But uh, yeah, there were so many collections. I used to collect that. Uh, and then the box is just full of decapitated Lego heads uh -huh. <laughs> at the bottom, just settling there. But uh, yeah, I've always loved like building the pieces. Like I said, the alien one was one that I really remember, but I used to have like the, I would say I would call them neutral sets, which yeah. didn't necessarily yeah, like it's... be like Hollywood, uh, like Hollywood theme. I mean, like Harry Potter theme. I didn't have any of those. It was more like uh -huh. house, car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think those are kind of called creator now or, or yeah, creator probably. There's a lot of um, creator sets and they're basically just like a house or a tree house and they're regular people. And then of course the Lego city ones are kind of regular generic stuff except that there's a lot of space and police in that as well did you have any like um non-lego toys that you collected as well and did if so did they play together like would you be able to mix your legos with like your hot wheels or your um ninja turtle action figures or something uh you know what i would do actually yeah i used to like build like layers and castles and stuff like that for my other toys yeah uh-huh because yeah you didn't you didn't get like sets for like the ninja turtles or was it the the sharks in the, on rollerblades or the the radioactive mice uh -huh. <laughs> yeah yeah i didn't yeah, have... I, had, I had a lot of um action, my favorite action figures randomly i for some reason was the uh, i don't know if you remember the super mario brothers movie oh live my action god movie yes with Dennis Hopper. <laughs> yes i had i had pretty much every one of those action figures which is a weird action figure to have because it's literally Bob Hoskins in like a red <laughs> in a red suit, um, you know, and, and Dennis Hopper is just, you know, Dennis Hopper with his weird hairdo and a, and a, and a suit with some general uh, some military badges on it. And so it was a very odd ones to have. But I remember those being uh, some of my favorites. And then I had quite a few like Ninja Turtles and some other uh, more typical, typical things as well. I also remember making uh, like a Mario course and just had the oh, yeah. little, I didn't film it. I just had the little Lego man run through it. I had the blocks and everything. Yeah. I was, I had a lot of free time as a kid and I have a lot of free time now if I have a podcast, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, so now you can get into Lego collecting. Yeah. Well, actually my wife, uh, when she came back from Japan, it was Korea. She bought me a set of nano blocks Oh uh -huh. and I'm into anime. So she, she got one from, uh, for Sasuke and Naruto from the anime show called Naruto. Yeah. And those were one of the most frustrating things that I've ever oh, built. Yeah. They're so uh, small and so fragile. They just kept on falling yeah. apart. Go to go to go to my channel. My I think the one I did last week. So I recently got back from Japan from my honeymoon honeymoon, and then um, we went to recently. We did an anniversary trip to Seattle, and while we were there, there was a little Japanese store, and we went to it. It was called Daiso, and they have this like I don't know, Daiso is basically like I don't know, like a Walmart brand or something, where it's just like 
everything in the store is this brand Daiso and they sell everything from like these little toys to kitchen appliances and everything in between. And I saw a little Lego kind of thing uh, of an owl and it was like a dollar, a dollar 25 or something. So I thought, you know, I, this is a, something good for the, uh, the channel. Uh, normally I wouldn't buy off brand Lego type things. Uh, but I figured I'd, uh, maybe I should just buy it and review it and check it out and see what it's actually like. And it was so frustrating. It wasn't the nano block, <laughs> but it was it was small. It was micro. They called them petite blocks. Oh, I think. petite blocks. <laughs> Daiso brand petite blocks. And uh, this one was an owl. And oh, that that experience was so frustrating. Like I, I just filmed myself putting it together because I didn't know how it was going to go. I didn't know anything about it. I just put up basically kind of two cameras and just decided I was going to film, roll, and whatever happens, happens. And I was building it and just, it's like five minutes of me just just frustrated <laughs> uh, trying to get this thing together. And and I mean, at the end, yeah, it, look, it looks kind of fine. I mean, it looks like an owl, um, but it was just, you know, the instructions were terrible and the design is just flimsy. Like I was saying, Lego is very sturdy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this had literally had hollow space in the middle. So like, you know, one little move, wrong move, and the whole thing kind of collapses. Uh, so it was it was just so painful to put together, but I I think you know it made a good video and it was a good good experience to actually check out you know non non Lego building blocks. At, the, at one point when I was building that uh, Naruto thing, I just wanted to get like a giant spray can of glue and just glue the whole thing down. Yeah, like as I was building it. And <laughs> do you know do you know how many pieces it was? I think it was two hundred and something. No, it was more than that. It was five hundred and something. Oh, okay. Yeah, this this thing was tiny. It was tiny. It was a little thing, and I don't think I could have handled you know more than two hundred pieces. This was maybe like 30, 30 pieces or something. It, it was it was frustrating. I'll take a picture of it and I'll show. I'll send it to you by email so you could see, and I'll share it with the people listening <laughs> okay. before I post the episode, so you guys can get take take a look at what I made. And hopefully, I'm not too much of a disgrace when it comes to Lego building. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, uh, Claiborne, for coming on and just sharing my passion and your passion are like a nostalgic passion. We've never met, but I feel like we have a Lego connection. Pun intended. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for having me. And so, yeah, if you want to learn more about Clayburn, you can go check him out on Instagram. Uh, I was going to say Facebook, but no, uh, YouTube. Uh, I was going to say LinkedIn, not LinkedIn, uh, Twitter and Tumblr and pretty much anywhere else. I'll put all the link in the description below. And of course, if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you could send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you think this episode is going to be helpful for anybody, by all means, share it with them because building Legos can be fun, relaxing, and you can, it actually gives you the right or not the right, but it allows you to be creative. Just create whatever your little heart or big heart desires. So once again, thank you so much, Clayburn. Yeah, thanks. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.